0: excited to be joined by you for the NECBL podcast. I am your current host, Christiana. Uh, joining me alongside is Daniel Curran. Um, pleased to be joined by you.
1: Yes, Chris, this is going to be a really fun podcast. Uh, the NECBL is the New England Collegiate Baseball League. It is one of the top summer collegiate leagues, wood bat leagues uh, in the country. And we are excited to be bringing you some content in podcast form, which has never been done before.
0: Yeah, and uh, this has been a league. Um, yeah, I believe as you said, established in 1993. Um, it's been developing, um, and the media side of things has definitely been developing. And uh, we're we're joint yeah joining the evolution of that with a podcast um, for the NECBL. And yeah, it's it's a it's a very it's a very good league if you are um, unaware of it, which I imagine if you're listening maybe maybe not the case however you know there's 14 teams in this league there's at least one in every new new england state and uh it's a very fan-friendly experience uh for anyone attending or even just watching online um you know each team has a broadcast set up uh for all their games and yeah it's just a it's a very fun league and we're very excited to uh be a part of it and uh, and contribute and contribute to the league with this podcast.
1: Absolutely. So we are Chris. We are one week into the season, one calendar week, and there is a lot to talk about. So just a quick standings update: the Newport Goals are currently leading the Coastal Division uh, with a four and one record. Of course, this is the first year uh, of the Coastal Divisions, the first year that there are three divisions in the league. Leading the North Division is the Vermont Mountaineers. They are six and oh. They have had a lot going right for them and co-leading the West division are the Bristol blues and the defending champion Danbury Westerners.
0: Yeah. And uh, also what should be noted is we're not quite aware of when this will be coming out. So we are recording as of Tuesday, June 14.
1: That's right. So uh,
0: yeah, what, what these teams are doing are, is very significant now. And I guess we can open up by talking about the Vermont Mountaineers um, the Mountaineers, They, uh, you know, they're coming off a season in which they were 21 and 20 and uh, they were third in what was the northern division at the time. Uh, There were only two divisions last year compared to uh, three this year. And uh, and this year they they really they really came out swinging. It was kind of symbolized uh, in their first game of the year opening day. uh, They get a combined no hitter with uh, six different pitchers in a 10 to one victory. And they, they've kind of just rode on from there.
1: Yeah, they absolutely did. I mean, six and 0 they're doing just about everything, right? I mean, six, 6.67 runs per game. And also on the pitching side, 1.67 runs allowed per game. They're doing everything right. They lead the league in batting average with a 277. As of right now, they lead the league in RBIs with 35, They also have the third most stolen bases, tied for the third most stolen bases in the league with 16. Uh, This team is clicking on all cylinders right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, that was also, it was also symbolized in uh, their most recent matchup, I believe it was against uh, the Keene Swamp Bats. The Keene Swamp Bats uh, have a pretty good reputation, they had the best regular season record last year. And it was a big matchup on Sunday because they were the last two undefeated teams left. And Vermont, uh, Vermont took that game uh, pretty handily winning eight to two. And, uh, you know, they're really establishing themselves this year. And uh, it's um, it's very good to see from uh, from a Vermont perspective.
1: It absolutely is. Uh, one of the one of the leaders on that offense was the first recipient of the NECBL Player of the Week in Ben Williamson, an infielder out of William & Mary. He did a fantastic job uh, throughout the entire week. He hit .423. Uh, he went 11 for 26 with a 500 slugging percentage, a 944 OPS. He led the league in hits. He led the league in RBIs. He had two stolen bases. Uh, he played some solid defense. He did just about everything right for – the Mountaineers in their first week of the season.
0: Yeah. One player of the week, um, as you mentioned, eight RBI, he really came through uh, when it mattered most, which was um, a big reason why he received that uh, NECBL player of the week honor. And, you know, it didn't just, it didn't just stop there in terms of honors for the, uh, the Vermont Mountaineers. They had two position players in the NECBL weekly honor roll, and uh, also a pitcher in their, um, you know, one of one of the five pitchers in the weekly honor roll was a Vermont Mountaineer. I guess we'll start off with uh, talking about the, the two position players in that in that uh in that weekly honor roll, and yeah, one of them was uh, Evan Fox out of Stony Brook who uh, was you know kind of a kind of a key a, a key guy in terms of getting on base he had a 429 on base percentage throughout the week as well as five stolen bases uh, which leads the team uh, that was you know he was very effective for the mountaineers and a big reason why that offense was doing uh, what it was able to do and then of course uh, there was Jerry Syracusa out of UMass Lowell uh, who also had a very good week he hit 476 with a 1048 OPS throughout the week um, in 21 plate appearances and he stole three bases scored six runs uh, also had a, a pair of doubles as well as four runs batted in so you know with there were with guys like that packing the bases, um, it makes sense why someone like Ben Williamson was able to have eight RBIs and, and come through, and you know have those opportunities to come through. That was a, uh, you know, the Vermont Mountaineers had a had a very great week, and that was represented well with um, with their players' honors. And then the last player um, to address uh, in that weekly honor roll would be Max Parker, who uh, was the Who had the Mountaineer representation in the pitcher honor roll? He's out of Lemoyne College in Syracuse. Uh, He went seven shutout innings in his start, um, which you know, in in the NECBL, a lot of the time, a lot of the time, pitchers have, you know, starting pitchers have uh, lower uh, lower workloads because it's kind of a you know developing league where you don't want to overwork yourself and you know preparing for the next college season however he was going so good that that uh the Vermont Mountaineers manager had him go out for seven innings he only had two hits one walk and he struck out five um yeah he struck out five in a in a dominant performance in uh Vermont's first Sanford game it was uh the first half of a doubleheader on Saturday uh where yeah he went seven shutout innings it actually ended up being a complete game because uh, the, the games were shortened for the doubleheader. So, yeah, big congratulations to all four of those Mountaineers um, representatives for the weekly honor roll. Um, they went 6-0, and, and and you could, you could tell by their representation. Um, but, yeah, they're not the only good team in the NECBL. Uh, there
1: they're not are even s- the only good team in the North. Not, not, not the only good team in the North. The Keene Swamp Bats have also done an excellent job this season. They were 4-1. They were uh, of course, they were undefeated up until, until they faced the Mountaineers, and they also uh, were well-represented on the uh, NECBL honor roll. They had one pitcher and one hitter, and their, their hitter was Dan uh, Covino. Dan Covino, a middle infielder out of Central Connecticut State University, he did a fantastic job throughout the week with a 10.46 OPS. Uh, did just about everything right. Got on base at a 546 clip, had a 500 slugging, a 444 batting average. Just did a fantastic job. Eight hits, three stolen bases, four walks. Uh, just about every facet of his offense was where you wanted to be. Also on the honor roll for Keane and also out of Central Connecticut State University is Vincent Spazocco on the pitching side of things. He also had an excellent outing throughout during the week. Seven and a third innings pitched. One hit, zero earned runs, one walk and four strikeouts. Did an excellent job. And he did really well in his two outings. One against Winnipeg, on June 9th. Six innings pitched, no earned runs, one hit allowed, one walk and three strikeouts. And then the other one, uh, in that loss in Vermont, he pitched in relief, an inning inning and a third. No hits, no base runners. One strikeout. Did an excellent job. And uh, that earned him a spot on the honor roll.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Keen, well-represented as well. And, you know, that that North division, the top of that North division, it looks very intriguing now. And I I imagine that will uh, remain that way. And I imagine there's also going to be some more teams in the North that um, have similar success uh, and, and, you know, battle Keen and Vermont at the top of that North division. Um,
1: Keen is a very intriguing team, especially their pitching. Their pitching staff has an average age of 19 years and five months old. Uh, and they, are, they have a 245 ERA as a team. They haven't given up a home run yet. They've only given up 5.7 five, 5. hits per nine innings, which is the third best in baseball in, uh, in the NACBL. Yeah, they've been, that's been one of their biggest assets so far this season, as well as their offense, which also leads uh, the NACBL in OPS.
0: Yeah, and uh, and Keen's pitching staff, they have they have some uh, some guys from some pretty high-profile schools. Uh, they have Matthew Buchanan from University of Virginia. Grayson Carter uh, is a Vandy boy out of out of Vanderbilt. Uh, Adam Dowler coming from Louisville. Uh, Alex Green also from University of Virginia. Uh, there's you know some some heavy you know, NCAA tournament, uh, representation, uh, just in the pitching staff alone for the Keene swamp bats. Um, so I guess that can transition into some of the other division leaders that, that we previously alluded to. Um, I guess, uh, I'll start off by talking about, uh, the Newport goals. Um, last night, you know, this is being recorded, uh, Tuesday, June 14th. But last night I uh, had the pleasure of watching the goals and the sharks battled out for the top of the coastal division. Um, it was a really back and forth, forth matchup. Uh, there was, you know, Martha's vineyard. They scored two runs in the top of the first and then Colton led better out of uh, Samford. He, uh, you know, responded immediately in the bottom of the first with a two run home run. And then, you know, Newport eventually got out to a, a 4-2 lead, but Martha's Vineyard crept back in, but then Newport responded immediately by getting uh, two runs in the bottom of the seventh, and they ended up winning 7-4. And uh, yeah, Newport, they lost their first game of the season, but they've won four in a row since, and uh, they, they got an offense that can really pack a punch. Uh, they have, as I mentioned before, Colton Ledbetter out of Sanford He has a 935 OPS this year, and Uh, five RBI. Uh, Trent Farquhar is uh, a big impact in the middle of that goals lineup. Uh, He was the cleanup batter uh, on Monday and he went three for four in that game. He's out of Bowling Green State University. And uh, so far uh, in in the five games that Newport has played, uh, he's hitting 364 with a 1406 OPS. He's got a home run and a triple um, on the year, as well as, uh, five walks in 18 plate appearances. So, and, uh, another person that should be mentioned on that Newport lineup is Sam Coolasingham out of, uh, the Air Force Academy. And he has, he like Farquhar has an OPS over a thousand. He's hitting 333 with an 1122 OPS. He has two home runs on the year. Um, in this uh, in this short season so far, so a lot to look for in the middle of that Newport lineup. So that offense packs a punch, but you know they also have had uh, you know a, a very dominant pitching performance. Uh, Dominic Caracci in his first start in the NECBL uh, had a had a dominant performance where he went six innings, he allowed three hits, no walks, and he struck out 11 batters. Uh, he faced 21 and he struck out 11. Dominic Parachi, by the way, he's out of Salve Regina University, which is, uh, you know, in Newport, Rhode Island. So, very familiar territory for him. And yeah, Parachi got NECBL weekly honor roll uh, status after a very, very good performance on uh, on Saturday against Ocean State. So, Yeah, the Newport goals, um, you know, six-time champions in the NECVL. uh, You know, another another season where you definitely got to watch out for Newport.
1: Absolutely. You know, you mentioned a back-and-forth win they had last night against the Sharks, Chris. And they've had a lot of those this year. They've had a couple. Their home opener against Mystic was an 8-7 victory. Uh, That game was very back and forth as well. Newport ended up hitting a uh, RBI double in the eighth inning to win the game. That was an exciting one that I got to watch. One of the better games that I got to watch this week. This is a team already that is battle tested. You know, they've had to grind for some wins and you put them in any situation and they're capable of coming through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're uh, even early in the year, they're battle tested and uh, they've won most of the battles for sure. So I guess that transitions into uh, some of the teams in the West division, another very good division uh, in the NECBL. Um, Who do you have your eyes on, you know, with this West division so far?
1: Yeah. Well, there are two leaders right now, the Bristol Blues and the Danbury Westerners, both four and two on the season. I'll start by talking about Bristol. Uh, I've actually had the pleasure of seeing them in person twice so far this season. I was at opening day, uh, against the North Adams Steeplecats in North Adams, got to see them there. They scored 11 runs in seven innings, it was a rain shortened game. And then I got to go see them play the Sanford Mainers at Muzzy Field another win, a 5 4 victory for them. And there's certainly a lot to take away, especially looking at their offense. They've scored 5.17 runs per game thus far. They lead the league in on base percentage with a 404, and that is largely because of their ability to take walks. They lead the league with 41 walks. Uh, and leading the way in that department and really just most of offense in general has been A.J. Geich out of Yale, the leadoff hitter for this team. He was on the NECBL honor roll. How about this? In six games thus far, he is slashing 333, 655, 400 for a 1055 OPS. That's right, a 655 on base percentage, 14 walks in 30 plate appearances. That is almost a 50% walk rate, which is which is tremendous. And even when he's not walking, he is actually six, he is actually five for fifteen, a three thirty three batting average. This is exactly what you want out of the leadoff spot, Chris. Uh, in opening day in North Adams, he took four walks, and he just hasn't really stopped since. And it's just been it's been very cool to watch a guy with that much plate discipline. And th- I mean, there's nothing more that you could ask for out of the top of your lineup.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, AJ Geich has been. Someone very, um, very intriguing to watch coming out of Yale University. Um, Just, uh, yeah, really great plate discipline, great, great plate discipline uh, shown from him throughout the week. And um, yeah, should be, uh, should be interesting to watch for the rest of the season. Um,
1: Bristol has four guys in their lineup their regular lineup that have a 400 on base percentage. Uh, the uh, One of them is Cal Perillo out of Rhode Island College. He's been awesome this year, a 462 on base percentage, which has been tremendous. Griffin Arnon out of Elon University, a 440. And then Derek Tenney with a 409 OEP. He is out of University of Hartford. So, you know, it's been a team effort. AJ Geich is certainly leading that. Uh, but, I mean, they have a skill for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, there um, is another team in that uh, in that West Division that's, uh, you know, right with the Bristol Blues, and that is the Danbury Westerners uh, in the same state as the Bristol Blues and Division. Uh, and they've just kind of been uh, – they've just been kind of really winning as a team. Um, they're – you know, everyone's pretty much contributing – And as a, as a team, they have the fifth highest OPS in the, uh, in the NECBL. Uh, And then if you want to go individually, someone that had uh, a very good week was Jack Bowery out of Marist college who had two appearances uh, for the Danbury Westerners where he went eight shutout innings. He struck out six batters, only allowed four hits and only one walk as well. So I guess uh, you know, an honorable mention of the uh honor roll. You know, you know, going eight shutout innings, that's very hard to do. And uh and Jack Bowery was able to do that in his two appearances. Very good. Um, only 18 years old, by the way, and should be making an impact for this Westerners team as well as uh as well as Marist College um in the uh in the upcoming future. So Yeah, Danbury, uh, an interesting team for sure. They are 4-2 and so far. Um, They've Mm -hmm. had some wins against Ocean State, Sanford, uh, and two against North Adams in a doubleheader on Sunday. And uh, definitely another another team to look out for at the, um, you know, pretty much tied for the top of that uh, Western division.
1: So I talked about, when we talked about Newport, I mentioned one of the better games that I got to watch so far this season in the Newport home opener, the back and forth 8-7 win. One of the other best games that I've gotten to watch over this past week was the first end of that doubleheader between Danbury and North Adams. It was a scoreless game going into the sixth, and North Adams put up two runs in the bottom of the sixth. Keep in mind, it's a doubleheader, so it was a seven-inning game. So uh, Danbury was down to their final outs, and with two outs in the seventh with the bases loaded, uh, Jet Lovett out of... Georgia Tech hit a three run double to give Danbury a three-two lead. They went on to hold on to that lead and win the game. So it was a great comeback win. It set up for an even bigger win in the second end of that double header. And, you know, the Danbury team, like that's another battle-tested team. I mean, that's a big comeback win, you know, down two with one out uh to go until you lose and ended up with two wins on the day. So that's big.
0: Yeah, definitely uh probably pro- provided some uh, momentum for the uh, second half of that double header um all right well uh i believe that does it for the first installment of the NECBL podcast uh it was a pleasure to do this alongside uh you daniel kernan for the uh for the audience uh whoever whoever that may be uh so we hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, if you just wanna follow uh, Daniel and I personally on social media, follow me on Twitter at Chris and follow Daniel on both Twitter and Instagram at Daniel underscore Curren. And if you are interested in, in us generally talking about baseball, we have to plug our personal, uh, our personal podcast where we talk about all the topics in Major League Baseball, a different league. Um, it is called above Replacement radio. We've been doing it for uh, two and a, about, about two and a half years now, uh, maybe a little more. So, uh, you know, if, if you're you, interested in major league baseball, definitely take a look.
1: And if you want to follow the NECBL, go to Twitter and Instagram at the NECBL uh, we'll be on there as we'll be on there posting, follow the, uh, or subscribe to the NECBL daily newsletter to get all of the game recaps and everything up to date on the league. Also go to our Facebook, the New England Collegiate Baseball League as well, and check out our website, necbl.com.
0: And go to watch.necbl.com to experience all the NECBL action. Um, Also, uh, a quick note, you know, the the podcast, we're not sure on, you know, this could carry a variety of hosts. We have uh, a variety of people that are uh, very capable of, of talking about any cbl so you know it, it might be daniel and i next time uh, it might be a couple other people so whoever it is it's going to be a, a good a good listening experience so um just be aware of that and yeah we hope you enjoyed this one and uh we hope you come back for uh for episode two